Seed to Sound, presented by Banks, a podcast for cannabis professionals. Welcome back to Seed to Sound and our Meet the Company series featuring Native Roots. We are back with another Native Roots team member. Today's episode features head grower Jason McDonald. Hey everyone, welcome back to Seed to Sound and our Meet the Company series with Native Roots. Today we're here with Native Roots head grower Jason McDonald. Jason, welcome. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me, Catherine. It's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. So why don't you just take a moment to introduce yourself, tell us about your role at Native Roots and what your day-to-day looks like. So my name's Jason, and I'm the head grower at Native Roots. Most of my day involves managing all of the various departments of the grow. Um, I spend a little bit of time going through the garden, but our garden is is massive. It takes two and a half hours to just walk through every grow room that we have a day. So while I don't get to walk through every every part of our garden every day, um, it's it's more management of the team. And I can't stress enough how important having a good team is to the success of a grow and to the success of a company. Um, I really feel that my main role is making sure that my team is well supported and that my team stays healthy and that the building stays healthy. Awesome. That's super important and pretty all-encompassing being in that role. Yeah. How many grow rooms do you have there? We have uh, 12 what we call bays. Um, so 12 bays, one R&D room, two mom rooms, and two clone rooms at our at our facility. And each bay is roughly 3,000 square feet with about uh, 240 lights. Wow. Very cool. Wow. How did you first become interested and involved in the cannabis industry? Um, So I've always been interested in cannabis from the time I was about 16 or 17. Um, And then I got really interested in the industry um, in about 2008. I had just finished my MCATs um, to head off to medical school, and uh, an associate of mine asked me to come and help him with his garden. Um, and it was it was pretty simple fixes, some pH issues, some airflow issues, and then just kind of teaching him in general what what his nutrients do and how they work, um, which now we take for granted that information is available everywhere and has been tried and tested. But back then it was uh, pretty rare to have that information, and people were really struggling to find what was what was true and what was not. Um, and so I went and consulted with him for two days and ended up getting paid more than I had ever been paid at one time in my life. And I'd always, always been interested in hydroponics. I'd been growing hydroponically since I was 10, various vegetables, fruits, stuff like that, and always interested in gardening, but uh, never thought there'd be really a a future in it other than farming. Um, And so when I when I was paid this kind of cash, I kind of looked at looked at where I was heading in life and looked at what career path might make me the happiest. And I decided that I'd really like to go into the marijuana industry. That's amazing. So what was your job search like? How did you end up where you are now at Native Roots? Well, so after consulting with, uh, with the associate of mine, I decided to get my caregiver's license. And back then it was quite a bit different. You could have an unlimited patient count at that time. And so you could really put together a strong grow. So I, I started to grow in my basement and, you know, had the full legal, legal steps to take it. And, um, and at this time you could also, um, what we called backpack marijuana into the dispensaries at that time. And so I made a lot of connections through the industry, just kind of backpacking my product into the dispensaries and selling it you know laws and rules have changed since then and it's no longer the uh, wild west of weed as it was <laughs> but um so when i when i became limited on my patient count i scaled down my grow and then grew only for my patients and then i started consulting and so i consulted with various grows consulted um even with uh pri- 
private home growers, not necessarily in just cannabis, but um, a lot of people wanted to set up hydroponic food gardens in their kitchens and stuff like that. So I did a lot of consulting with that um, and kind of realized that the the caregiver model was going to go away and it was no longer going to be profitable to what I was doing and decided that I really needed to get my foot into the door of the actual industry. And at this point, it had been about eight years since I had uh, interviewed for any type of job. And so I felt rusty. Um, and I, I decided to kind of look for just something that would get, you know, get me practiced in my interviewing skills. And I, I saw this very nondescript uh, marijuana job fair on Craigslist. And so I said, well, this would be perfect. I'll go down there and do a couple of practice interviews with a couple of companies. And then, you know, here when I'm ready, I'll, I'll get my foot in the door and do a real interview. Um, and the day of that job fair, there was a, a massive blizzard and like foot and a half, two feet of snow was on the ground. And so getting down to the job fair was an interesting experience, but there weren't very many people there because of it. And then I found that it was just Native Roots way of not putting their name out there and trying to get as many candidates as they can, just not people who wanted to work for Native Roots. So I ended up doing an interview with the head grower, head grower at the time, and it was just a one-on-one -on -one interview when I was expecting to... Uh, really just kind of do a job fair but right before I went in there I realized that it was just kind of a one-on-one -on -one interview so I ran and grabbed my laptop really quick and put together some pictures and just some data of what I had done in the past and put a little presentation together and um, was actually hired on the spot as a as an irrigation irrigation technician and I, I find this funny because I built my resume and I put all these fantastic things I'd done consulting a degree in biochemistry you know all this work I had done and the the job that got me the job with native roots was something I had done in early in college which was just an irrigation job that I had putting in sprinklers and that's really what got my foot in the door and so I started at native roots the next day um, putting together what what ended up being a massive drip system over over 50,000 drip emitters and I can't even tell how many feet of pipe, you know, but that's incredible. So how, how what was it like going from that interview that wasn't really supposed to be an interview, it was just supposed to be like a networking opportunity to then right away your first day at Native Roots? What was that like? And, and talk us through your first day. Um, it was a little jarring. Like I'd said, I hadn't really had a job in quite a while that wasn't just working for myself. So I, I really didn't know what to expect. And I, uh, I really wanted to go in with an open mind and um, the first guy that kind of took me through on a tour had just recently been hired and he's actually my counterpart in the post-harvest department now. Uh, his name is Dave Forrester, but uh, we often joke about how on his first on his first tour with me, he took me around the garden trying to pretend he knew everything about weed when he had just been hired a couple of weeks before. <laughs> Gotta and love it. here I was trying to pretend that I knew nothing about weed. Um, <laughs> After having interviewed <laughs> David recently, that sounds like something he would do. I can totally see that. And, Lovingly. You know, and to his point, that's exactly what he should be doing, you know. Um, but... Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of us were new to the industry, and a lot of us didn't know what our roles were going to look like and and what we were supposed to do in those early days. Um, and I ended up ended up spending about a month in this room, just kind of by myself, putting together irrigation parts because I was the only person on the team who was doing that. And so I didn't really get to interact a lot with a lot of the grow staff, other than them just kind of walking past that room on the way to their tasks. So the first the first month or so there, I I, I didn't know what I'd quite gotten myself into. You know. I was looking to work with plants and looking to uh, 
to kind of further my knowledge and here I was putting together irrigation parts that I'd been doing since you know the beginning of college um, so it was interesting interesting starting but uh, people were very welcoming and everybody who was in the building was very passionate about what they do which I, I think is a rarity in any other industry a, a lot of people don't just drop their entire lives and move to Colorado and and start brand new in an industry that most people know nothing about Absolutely. Now, you said that you took your MCATs and you were on track to study medicine. Mm -hmm. Now, how did your education in that field play into where you are now? So I think a lot of it had to do with just the the dedication that you need when you're in college, you know, the, the self-drive that you have to have to complete your degree, to complete the work that, you know, nobody's really on you. It's all up to you to do that. Um, my science background did help me kind of further on in my job um, with Native Roots. So while I was doing irrigation, the the gentleman overseeing me was the head of sciences. And so he was working on other other projects. And I think I just fell underneath him because it was a manager that was available, but he, he fairly quickly noticed that I understood what was going on. And so he, uh, him and I, we developed a, a nutrient, a nutrient program for the building and developed a native roots own, own nutrient program, um, which, which really kind of kept me very interested in staying with that company and, and made me realize that there would be opportunities, um, in the future with this company. And I wouldn't just be putting irrigation together. And then I wouldn't just be, um, you know, kind of low level in the industry that there was room to grow. Um, and shortly after, shortly after developing the nutrient program, we, uh, he moved me into uh, tissue culture acclimation, which was basically taking tissue culture plants and, and teaching them to be real, real plants again, and, and kind of sculpting them and, and growing them into plants that could produce, produce product. Really exciting stuff. So explain some of the challenges you face working in the cannabis industry. So most of the challenges we face are regulatory. Um, lots of rules that have been made without a, a finite understanding of how the industry operates or how these rules will really affect what's going on. Um, we have some medical plant count rules that cause us to coal, coal our plants and not the way we would like to for just the general health of the plants. And I can notice in our garden that we see a a marked difference in the health of our rec plants versus our med plants, and it's really all based on a culling strategy that boils down to some some stringent rules that don't fully understand how the garden works, um, but are in the best interest of the public, you know, trying to protect the public and trying to make sure that the organization is regulated and that no shady business is going on. Those are challenges. Other challenges um, being Currently, right now, I can't pass a strain from a rec license to a med license, even though both are legally in the system, and it, it makes it hard um, to grow for both the med and the rec side, just because we don't have one strain on one side and the same strain on the other. We can't really grow that way and, and produce the products that we need to. So there are regular, regulatory things there. Also, a, a kind of a lack of guidance from the federal oversight. A lot of our state bodies, like the CDA, um, don't have the general oversight that they have from the government when you know producing rules around pesticides, producing rules around disposal, and so they they tend to go to what is the most safe, which is zero tolerance in some things and just really well understood products. Um, but there are lots of products out there that we could use that are safe that have just not been explored due to lack of funds or just lack of federal oversight. So, what's one of the things that you love most about your job? 
I really think it's the people I work with. Um, like I said earlier, the, it's the team that supports me. I, I couldn't really do my role at all without the fantastic team I have and their willingness to be at work. Um, I also really enjoy that every day I'm, I'm challenged to the fullest of my abilities in ways that I never thought. You know, I, I've gone from you know, five or six years ago, growing in my basement by myself to overseeing a team of 115 people and, and managing several different departments, which is, which has been interesting and a, and a wonderful challenge. And I've had a lot of support from um, my boss above me and, and the, and the executive team above me. And I get a lot of support from my team below me. And I just really enjoy that aspect of coming to work and really, really wanting to be there. What advice do you have for job seekers hoping to enter a similar role to you? Most of the industry is a labor job. Um, I, I see a lot of people coming in thinking that they're going to become weed rich all of a sudden. And, and what we really have is a lot of labor jobs. And um, in, in an established market like Colorado, a lot of, a lot of the higher level jobs have been filled um, and have been figured out. And mostly what's there are labor jobs and opportunities to learn the industry and I really think that taking those jobs and and making sure that you learn all you can is what's going to propel you the most um, in your future career as other markets open up. They will need people who understand the industry, understand the caveats of what goes on, understands the difference between a basement grow and then a, a much larger scale grow or even medium scale grows. There's many challenges that come with each level of scaling up um, that you just wouldn't really expect. Um, but to, to really gather all the information you can and, and pay attention and, and look for the opportunities as the market emerges further in the United States and, and all over the world. Very nice. And just to kind of close out here, what's the biggest myth about cannabis or the industry itself that you'd like to dispel? I think that it's flush with cash. Um, I think that a, a lot of people see the the price that we charge at the dispensaries. Um, some people understand the low cost of producing it, but I don't think anybody understands the cost of regulation as well as the fact that because we're not a federally legal industry, uh, Native Roots is effectively taxed over 70%, um, which means you know 70 cents plus of every dollar we make goes to taxes. Crazy. All right, Jason, thank you so much for being with us today. This was super informative for all of our listeners as well as ourselves, and we really look forward to talking with you again soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Sound, presented by Vangst, a podcast for cannabis professionals. Produced by Hannah Holmgren and Catherine Jamiro. Music by Tyson Weigel. For more information, visit www.blog.vangst.com. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Kenna Mom Show. And we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms, by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. I am so grateful to have found my tribe of Kenna podcasters right here on PodConX and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.